Hi, I'm back with another Bo Burnham analysis video, and I am just as shocked as you are <laughs> because I did not see this drop coming. I did not see it coming at all. And I'm so glad you've decided to adventure with me today on Reese Gray Analyzes, where we look at creations and experiences in art, media, music, and even video games to explore exactly why we think the way we think, question what we believe, and learn something new. The outtakes were released by Bo Burnham uh, for the one-year anniversary of his Netflix special, Inside, and just came out last week. So I'm not tardy to the party on this one. Shocking. <laughs> The outtakes included a few new songs, some behind the scenes. There is quite a bit of new content. The outtakes focus a lot on the uh, process of making his special, which sounds like it might not be that additive because so was inside, but the vibe was very different. Bo talks about sharing dumplings being too spook to squish spiders. other mundane, everyday, beautiful things in the outtakes opposed to how performance can affect someone's mental health and the mundane feeling, the familiar feeling that these outtakes gave me made me smile and know that there can be music in everything. And it's corny to say that, um, but it makes me feel warm that he valued the little things that happen in life enough to perform them. And seeing the celebration of the mundane gave me hope and a reminder that not everything has to be so romanticized. Not everything has to be so, so bad or so, so good. Life can just be. And there's beauty in the everyday things that happen. And I think this comes coupled with the fact that a lot of people watched this a year ago, um, watched Inside the special on Netflix for the first time around in 2021, and took it as sort of a commentary on how it feels to be stuck inside and forced to communicate over social media because of the lockdown, as the name Inside suggests. And that's fair, but that's not what I personally uh, felt was strongly represented, and the outtakes solidified that point of view for me personally. There's a type of loneliness that comes along with self-expression in the form of performing by yourself straight to the camera. It almost feels <laughs> insane. And you don't have to be a creator or performer on Bo's level um, to empathize with that. Part of our everyday life is performing for others in choosing what we want to wear, in choosing how we greet people. You know, it has, we're very mindful of ourself instead of genuine and curious about ourselves and others. How often have you rewritten a status or saved a post or a TikTok in your drafts? Not because anything is wrong with it and wrong with what you created, but because you want to come off a certain way to people. You want to make sure that you're understood and represented correctly, and you want to make sure that what you put out there, what you perform, is 
correct or right. And I think that feeling, that box that people put themselves in, uh, can feel suffocating, especially for more creative people like Bo Burnham, and lead you to feel alone with your thoughts and like you're not understood. And he kind of rode that like mentality of societal pressure on who you should be throughout his entire career. And despite the many nuances that come from personal struggle on a personal level with identity and expression, because everyone's going to feel different about how they have to perform based on like the culture of where they are, their own family values, religious values, a, a lot of different things. But it feels so refreshing to see someone like Bo Burnham, who essentially grew up in social media fame uh, in this industry since his YouTube fame at 16, who is egregiously self-aware and talks about the comedy of performativity on the internet. And we all perform, and I'm not just talking about, you know, if you're the type of person who likes to express yourself over the internet or perform in theater, like, I'm not just talking about creators and artists themselves. Anytime you leave a YouTube comment or post a meme to Facebook, when you share a reflection of you and your thoughts and your beliefs or personality, you're expressing yourself in a way that you hope to present yourself as as you're sharing a piece of art, be it a meme or a post or a song, with others to then talk about that art with, to enjoy together. And in sharing media, even, it's calculated and performative, even though it's not your. And I think a lot of the time, uh, words and phrases like performativity, um, and things adjacently related to performativity, like identity politics, have been villainized in popular media for sure. But performing on social media isn't an inherently negative thing at all. And neither is the recognition that you believe in something, so you're part of a certain group and ascribe to a certain identity, which would be identity politics. Of course, we all believe in something, of course. Like, we gravitate towards certain groups and interests. We're human. And to believe that you're above bias or above needing to perform for others, like, you don't have a need for acceptance or a group or or camaraderie is silly and can even be dangerous if you lack that much self-awareness. Like, oh, I don't get involved in identity politics. Oh, I am not biased. It, yes, you are. <laughs> you know, and to recognize that and to know it and to strive to learn more and be better is part of being human. And you're always going to believe in something and to not recognize what you believe how will you ever learn and grow? And I think that self-awareness is something that Bo really struggles with because he knows that, you know, he made out-of-pocket jokes about, you know, the LGBTQ community and he apologized for it and he thinks differently now and learns and grows as every human being does. But I think having that permanent footprint and not really being able to leave it in your past is something 
that is really unique for this time, especially when that type of content has been used to skyrocket him to the fame that he has now. So I think there's a lot of um, inner turmoil and guilt and reflection that he's struggling with and dealing with. But being genuine is really hard, um, especially when successfully navigating being wildly influential in popular media usually requires that famous person, grouper, uh, institution <laughs> to exist in this intersection of entertaining people and impacting people. And this can be a good and a bad thing. Um, like brands commodifying social justice movements by using their stances to virtue signal and gain public support that makes people want to buy their products, like denim jean companies standing against racism, or a fast food chain supporting the LGBTQIA community. As Bo would say, it gives us that funny feeling. Because more than them standing for something, they're selling us something that at the end of the day, that's what it is trying to get our attention for, for our money, not to necessarily make anything better. And that can be argued one way or another. But I really enjoy analyzing Bo Burnham's performances and the irony that comes with Bo essentially breaking the fourth wall not only by talking about performance in entertainment, but showing us the process of his own performativity and the silliness that is performativity, how important performativity is, because it can help us express and it helps us wrap our mind around our own feelings. And it it, it is so beautiful and it can be something that's manipulated into being so scary like a brand who commodifies social justice by <laughs> stating that they stand for something, thus you should buy their product. <laughs> it's just really hard to be genuine in both, you know, a brand sense and in a personal sense. Of course, you can exist between that commodification of mental health and culture and actual impact and positivity because I feel like that's essentially what Bo Burnham does. Uh, he entertains us with witty recreations of real life phenomena, but the impact doesn't come from what he's trying to sell us. In the end, we have the choice to realize what he's saying and to laugh or try and change or to talk about it. It gives us a springboard for conversation. Um, and sometimes it's just also a way to, to let go, like the dumpling song. <laughs> but anyway, I, I really think that that sense of frustration of uh, being genuine and then also having the job of performing and that relationship that a creator has with the camera, the camera being, of course, just an extension of yourself and who you want to be for everyone else. What I do love most about Bo Burnham um, in his outtakes special um, was that it was mundane and it's what made the outtakes so beautiful because he managed to make me feel choked up with tears in this song about a chicken crossing a road of uh, just a, a song about a chicken who is happy enough who's a mother and a wife but dreams of being something more even if that's something 
more is moving to Memphis and becoming a dentist. It, it would be different, at least, and something new to experience that she doesn't know. I think when you get into the routine of life, you start to worry about, essentially, if you're spending your life right. I think that that fear is something that I can really empathize with. You just always dream of, of something more and you just want to run <laughs> like we all do sometimes when you want to leave the proverbial nest, even if it's not your first time doing something new, you just kind of keep wanting to do it because you don't want to quote unquote waste your life. Um, but then I think there's this worry that once you do leave, you never know what will happen, like bad things can happen and that risk that the chicken takes of leaving where she's comfortable and something that she knows in her coop with her family at the risk of something being better is a choice that we make every day, really. In a world of endless possibilities, it's so difficult to stay content. Not that you have to be, but I think even for people like me, I'm a little afraid of staying still. And I think stories like the chicken story that Bo sings about can be work in a few different ways. It can be a proverb or a cautionary tale like, don't go out and cross the road because you never know what will happen. Bad things can happen. And then, of course, they can. But if you choose to stay where you are as well, it can feel empty. Bo points out everyday situations and phenomena and and just strips them down to its core and it makes us feel familiar it makes us feel something these stories are familiar <laughs> and the chicken song had me in tears both uh because it made me laugh and it amazed me how he can combine both of the feelings um and to something that was so familiar and powerful and impactful for a whole generation of people who, no matter where you come from, you can understand the feeling of what if. His song Goodbye in the last full song of his full 2021 special Inside has the line, I'll see you when I see you. You can pick the street. I'll meet you on the other side. The outtakes give us his original special a brighter and more hopeful new meaning for me now in the context of his chicken song he's willing to explore and cross that road to maybe meet some of us along his journey despite the bad things that might happen and i hope to think that i live the same but sometimes i get scared too <laughs> Thank you. Uh, thank you so much for adventuring with me today. I know this this is probably going to be a really short one, but these outtakes were so exciting and I wanted to chat about them. Um, but wait, before you go, wait, make sure that you like and subscribe. I hate saying that. Or rate this podcast on Spotify so you can keep adventuring with me and we can keep this conversation going on Mental Health Mondays if you would like on reesgray.com, R-E-E-S-E-G-R-E-Y.com. Uh, go to the Mental Health Mondays 
uh, under the Adventure With Me podcast button. And that will be a segment of the show where I'll answer any listeners' questions anonymously about love, life, or a prior video essay here on Reesgray Analyzes. So you can submit your questions anonymously on reesgray.com, R-E-E-S-E-G-R-E-Y.com. Leave a comment in the YouTube uh, or you can even leave a comment in the YouTube video, which isn't necessarily anonymous, but hey, if you have a burner account, go ahead, tweet me. Just kidding. I don't know how to work Twitter, but I am on Twitter. And of course, even if you uh, want to submit anonymously, you can leave any like an email or social media handle and I'll let you know uh, when your question is going to be answered and I'll give you the date and the upload time and all of that. Um, if you'd like to be notified, if your question is chosen for a future episode. So you can leave that in the submission box if you'd like. Always with genuine enthusiasm, always anonymous, looking forward to hearing from you. I think that's it. All right. Okay. Love you. Bye.